to another episode of the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor, recovering perfectionist. Having thrived in a male-dominated, commission-based industry, I'm passionate about helping women boldly pursue their life goals. In this space, we build confidence with our mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. I believe that your life manifests as a result of who you are, not what you do, and that your personality creates your personal reality. Join this growing community to increase your net worth by increasing your self-worth. Now let's jump into today's topic. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. If you are tuning in today, it's likely you have listened to the last three episodes about my ayahuasca journey, and today we are continuing that conversation with the third night of my ceremony. And if this is the first episode that you're tuning into, go ahead and go back to the last three episodes and listen to those first because they really lay the groundwork for what we're going to get into in today's episode. And those episode numbers should be episodes 81 through 83. And I say should be because (laughs) I'm going to tell on myself for a second before we jump into today's topic. I hadn't realized that I accidentally skipped a number earlier on in my episode series. And it was actually episode number 64 that I just skipped. So if you've ever wondered where episode 64 is, it has never existed. I just skipped the number entirely. So I actually went back in yesterday and fixed those numbers. So temporarily, your number system might be messed up because of the way that my program, Libsyn, will redistribute the episodes. It will redistribute them only to the ones you don't have downloaded on your phone, and it will not distribute them to the episodes that are already on your phone. So you might have duplicate numbers for a second. You might be missing a couple episode numbers. Just know it'll work itself out in time. And I'm so sorry for that error. I wish I had seen that earlier. The downside is with that having been episode 64 and now we're coming up on episode 84, that means that there's about 20 episodes that I would have to re-listen to to hear whether or not I had mentioned an episode specifically by number after the number 64, because now that's going to be wrong. So a quick request from you all, if you are listening to this, and if you have noticed that I referenced an episode number that was incorrect, please let me know, because I can go back and I can fix that in that episode. So hopefully it is correct for future listeners. Thank y'all for helping me have my back. I'm just, I'm not going to go listen to 20 episodes. (laughs) I'm really not. So that's my request, is if you're already listening to them, let me know. That'd be super helpful. Just shoot me an email or shoot me a DM on Instagram. Okay, with that, let's jump into today's topic, my third and final night with Mother Ayahuasca. Okay, so we talked a lot already about my first and second night, which was really, I think the themes of those night were realization, first night, and then second night was all about release and letting go. The third night was... I went into it with a lot more intention because if you listen to the last episode, you heard her say to me to be more specific. And I laughed about that, but I also took it to heart. So on that third day, that third ceremony, 
as we're setting our intentions, I, instead of the first night was healing, the second night was letting go, they were like one words, one or two words. The third day, I was like, well, maybe she was being literal. Maybe she wants my intention to be a lot more specific. And that's why I hadn't really experienced the direction that I was wanting to go into. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I learned valuable lessons in, in those nights, and I had amazing visuals those first two nights that really hit a lot of the messages home that she was trying to show me. But I felt like there was another reason why I was there, and I couldn't put my finger on it, but it just didn't feel like I'd gotten there yet. And I was like, well, this is the last night. I don't want to leave this experience and not having come for what my intuition has told me I'm coming for. I kind of felt like I was preparing for battle coming into this. I just felt like it'd be this huge shift in my life. And I couldn't really explain why. I just knew it was going to be radically different afterward. And at that point, on the, at the morning of day three, I couldn't say definitively that that's how I felt, that I was a completely changed person. What I could tell you is that I had learned a lot. I'd had a lot of beautiful realizations. I'd had a lot of things to think about. And I had a lot of work to continue. I would not have said that morning of the third day that it was something, it was worth the physical pain, if that makes sense. I mean, it was quite excruciating on some of those days. So the third day, I was like, well, it's now or never. If things don't go well this third day, I don't know that I'll ever be back. I still don't really know that I'd ever be back but I'm a bit more convinced now. So on this third day, I set a very specific intention. Instead of one or two words like the previous two nights, I gave an entire paragraph. And I'm not going to get into what the entire paragraph was because it's a lot, but it was more or less the idea of I want to open up my heart. I want to be awakened. I want to have a spiritual experience with you. I want to let go of the things that no longer serve me. I want to let go of anything that's not helping me get to where I need to go. I want to be cleansed of, of the ideas, the habits, the things that aren't helping me move forward in the right direction in my life. You know, more or less a whole list of things like that. So I was, I was going hard. <laughs> I was like, you told me to be specific. Boom. Here's a list of 25 things that I want to have happen. And I kind of laughed about it, but I was like, well, she said be specific, so here we go. We're jumping in. And before the third ceremony, after we'd gone around the room and shared our intentions, I had my little tarot deck with me, and I did a quick little reading before I started. It was the only day I decided to do one. And I shit you not, we talk about synchronicities, and they just continue to blow my mind. They just, they really do. So the card that comes out on top is the card, and in this deck has like, words at the bottom of each one of them that are applicable to different things. And so it's not like your traditional Rider weight ta uh, tarot deck. The card that comes out is boundaries, which is funny because when I looked down at my list, it kind of felt like all of those could be more or less described by that word, boundaries. But what was even more mind-blowing is that underneath this card, there's the description or the, I'm sorry, there's the word, then there's a small little quote in gold, and then there's the description below it about what the card means. The little quote in gold that was below the word boundaries said, and I shit you not, all of the intentions you have set 
will come to fruition. I, you can't make this shit up, right? <laughs> so I'm I'm looking at this and I'm like, what what the hell? So I looked to my map mate over to the left and I was like, can I show you something? She's like, yeah, what's up? And I show her this and I was like, I'm I'm not crazy, right? Like you're reading what I'm reading. She's like, damn, best of luck to you. <laughs> so it's kind of a comical, lighthearted way to start the ceremony. But I was also like, oh shit, buckle up. Like if all of this is coming to true, I don't, if the first two nights are physically intense, can't imagine what we're about to get into. So then the ceremony continues on. I dive in deep. Initially, I was ready to I was pretty much put on all my armor and I was like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go to battle. Like I felt like a warrior going into, into a fight <laughs> at this point, rolling up my sleeves. I'm like, we're, we're ready to go. We're doing this. And I'm so glad that I did because I'm not going to lie, guys. The third day was the most excruciating out of all three days. Even though the first two days sucked, this one took the cherry. It was really, really hard. And and I would say that the third day was honestly, it was so difficult that I couldn't really revisit my intentions once she came in, which she did quite forcefully, I might add. <laughs> All I could focus on on the third day was the physical discomfort. And I really struggled to even hear what the messages were that she was wanting me to learn. So while I'm dealing with this pain the only thing that I could really hear from Mother Ayahuasca was this continuous narrative that I am supported. And it's like she knew I was experiencing this physical hell. So she was like, I'm just going to continue to reiterate how supported you are throughout this entire process. Knowing that I was not even in a place to comprehend any lessons during that time. So she was being very gentle, very nurturing with me, just continuing to remind me how supported I was in that moment. So the third day is why I say that this entire experience I had with Mother Ayahuasca is not for the faint of heart. And I don't mean this in like a braggadocious kind of way, like, oh, I made it. I'm so strong. I'm so brave. Like, no, none of that. I mean it in a make sure that you're prepared if this is what you want to do kind of way. Because I think that people get this beautiful idea in their mind of how this experience is going to be for them. And you can't guarantee what your experience will be for you. It could be beautiful. It could also not be beautiful. She is going to decide what your journey is going to be like. And it will likely be related to the thing you need to work on the most. So she will prioritize your biggest issues and bring those up first. So you have no idea how your experience is going to go. But I caution you to be prepared regardless. Make sure that you're mentally prepared for what's coming. And at the same time, not everyone in my ceremony experienced physical pain. Some had a wonderful time. <laughs> and I was just looking over at them like lucky bastards. <laughs> so you can't guarantee what your experience is going to look like. It's kind of like what I talked about in episode one and being mindful that we don't put too much emphasis on what other people's experiences were like because that'll never be true for us. And even if you have a similar lesson to learn, the details, the visions, the things that you are shown will still be unique to you. And like I said in an earlier episode, I'm not sharing all of my details with you. There are significant portions that I'm leaving out because they're intimate, they're sacred to me, and I don't want to share them with the world, especially to the thousands of people that might listen to this. But what I will say is that the physical discomfort 
far exceeded what it was the first two days, <laughs> which was terrible. But what it felt like in the moment is that it was all necessary. It was like the, and here's the thing, is like I'm sitting there wondering, why am I experiencing all this physical discomfort? This sucks. And it's like as soon as you ask the question, the answer is received. And that's really hard to understand unless you've had this experience happen. But it's almost like she's listening to your thoughts and she's like, you don't even have to finish the question. She's there to give you the answer. And she just like puts it in your mind. You just know it. And I don't really know how to describe that other than it's almost like she's in your brain with you and the answer just appears. And sometimes the answer doesn't make sense in that moment. And so I had a journal with me and I would write things down so that I could remember later to think back on it and try to figure out what, what was meant. And sometimes it gives you immense clarity. So while I'm sitting there thinking like, God, why do I, like this sucks, this is just terrible. I can't believe I did this. I'm having regrets about having signed up for this. Why am I here? Why did I commit to this? I'm having, you know, I, I just all the thoughts about what the hell did I get myself into? And I'm literally sitting there like, Brie, what did we do? Like, seriously, what, what did we do? And in that moment, as I'm like thinking this, it just becomes clear to me. She's like, you asked me to get rid of everything that's not serving you. And it honestly felt like that's what was happening energetically as things were coming out. It's like, like I remember having a moment where I threw up and it felt like self-hatred was leaving. And I, I mean, that sounds crazy, but that's how it felt. And I would have shivers, you know, kind of, you kind of have like shivers, kind of like you have the flu at some, at some point. And when I was shivering, it was like, this is the self-doubt. And it's like, every time I had a physical experience, it was like, this sucks, but this is also what's been in your body and it's time to let it go. And it's time to remove all of this. And so it felt very cleansing. And when I say that she doesn't do the healing for you, which I know I've said a lot on this podcast so far, <laughs> the physical sensations and the discomfort that you feel is a part of the work that you're doing. So she doesn't take that edge off. So in a way, that physical discomfort is a part of the bargain. That is your end of the bargain. You physically move through this shit to help your body get rid of it. And that is not a joyride to experience. So I sat there with the shakes, the body aches. It was coming out both ends. Sorry for the info. <laughs> I felt terrible. And because I've been asked this a lot, I'm going to mention this as well. It's not uncontrollable. These things aren't uncontrollable but they're still uncomfortable to deal with. And I felt like I was releasing all this shit that had been stored in my body, quite literally, I guess. <laughs> and there were times that I was laying on that mat wondering if I would be okay. There were many times I was closing my eyes. I was like, I just want to be through this. I just want to be done. This is not fun. This is not an enjoyable experience. There were many moments when I wondered if I should be concerned, if I should reach out to someone, if I should ask if there was a nearby hospital <laughs> because of how terrible I was feeling. And I would honestly say that that was one of the worst experiences I've had in my life from a physical discomfort perspective. I was dizzy. I was overwhelmed. The visions were really intense. They were almost overwhelmingly informative when I could actually focus on them. And she kept visiting me telling me, just a little while longer, you're doing great. 
You are so supported. You are supported. You are supported. You are supported. I think I heard her say that hundreds of times on that day. And she kept encouraging me to keep going, that I was doing great, and encouraging me to breathe through this, to focus on my breath while all this heaviness was removed from my body. And then she was also trying to show me beautiful things to look forward to. So while all this is going on, she's showing me what she's trying to help me uncover with this physical purge, what's inside of me, what was covered up by all this weighted crap that she wants to get out of my body. It's almost like an archaeologist is digging bones and they eventually find a bone and then they want to take their little brush and dust the rest of the dirt off so they can uncover more of the bone. That's kind of how it felt. It felt like all the shit in my body was that dirt and then my essence, my soul, my beauty, the things about my soul that are good and pure, that's what she was trying to uncover with all of this physical purging, with all this physical shit. And by doing that, she was helping me see who I could be, my light, the essence of who I am, without the ideas and the conditioning that's held me back. So while I'm going through this physically excruciating time, moment, however long it was, she's feeding me hope. She's telling me I'm supported. She's showing me the why. She is coaching me through it. And she's supporting my transformation. And I could not have lasted through that physically intense experience without her there guiding me, without her there to support me. In a lot of ways, it was like she was my midwife for my personal growth on that last day. It also, honestly, in the moment, granted, I've never had children, so I can't really speak to the process, but it really felt I would have compared it to labor in that moment. And If we choose to have children in the future, I would be happy to report back on how similar or not it was. But I was in physical pain for about two hours, just really regretting all kinds of decisions that I had made, (laughs) but also feeling appreciative because I knew in that moment it was all necessary. And I know that that probably doesn't make sense to you unless you've had this experience before. And if you have had an ayahuasca experience, I hope that this does make sense to you. You probably know what I'm talking about. But it's just this awareness and this calm is not quite the word, but maybe this understanding of why it's happening. And so I'm sitting there going through this physical discomfort for about two hours and I'm just like, This is all necessary. This is all happening for a reason. And this is really, this really freaking sucks. And yet, imagine how much all of this has been weighing me down. Imagine all of the physical discomfort I'm feeling right now. But that has been carried around with me everywhere. And so how much better I'm going to feel when all of it's gone. When all of this weight has been lifted. I also thought it was extremely symbolic that this physical intensity, this inner and external battle, lasted two hours. And the reason that is significant to me is because that is how long my mom was in labor with me. It was two hours. I know, quick birth. In a way, it felt like I was re-experiencing that birth scene in real time. I was experiencing the vision I'd seen the night before. But instead, and this is going to be spiritual shit, guys, (laughs) but I felt like I was being reborn to myself, to Mother Ayahuasca. And it felt like, in a way, this was a metaphor. This was a representation 
of the work I needed to do to heal my mother wound. And of course, a huge lesson like that is not going to come easily. It's going to require significant energy from me. And that came in the form of this physical discomfort. So I felt very uncomfortable. And then all of a sudden, this this message popped in my head. And she was just kind of like, vomit one more time. This will be the last time. And a part of me was like, yeah, right. (laughs) You can trick, fool me once, right? And so I let go. I do what I need to do. And then she was like, okay, now you're going to go to this mat. And for context, there were two healing mats in the center of the space where you could lie down and ask for support, ask for healing, ask for some sort of help from the service team that was there to guide you, that was there to oversee what was going on. And I didn't mention this, but I did get on the mat on that first night, and the individual that was healing me kept saying, it's okay to let go. It's okay to let go. Just let go of all of it. And I felt myself bearing down on whatever it was. Like my subconscious was protecting something it wasn't ready to part with. It was like, no, this is mine. But on the last day, as she's coaching me, all of a sudden I felt ready. So I got up to go to the mat. And that's when all this physical discomfort peaked. And this was the worst it had been all weekend. But I also felt like I needed and wanted help getting through this last part. Like it felt like I was peaking, getting to the top of all of this shit. So when I finally got to the mat, all of a sudden this woman came over who the entire ceremony, I don't know why, but she just kind of reminded me of this very maternal figure. And she is the one that came over to me. And she put something in my hand, which again, I'm not going to share the details of, but it was something that really just reminded me of self-love and self-forgiveness. And she really supported me during that moment. And it really just kind of felt in that moment, like I had this idea of, I am supported by others. I am supported by myself. And then it was also like, and I'm supported by mother ayahuasca or spirit or source or universe. And so it really just kind of felt like this triangular structure of support. And I was like, even when I don't support myself, I am supported by others. I am supported by mother ayahuasca. Basically, I am always supported, and I always want to choose to support myself moving forward. And so that's what I started feeling as I'm sitting there. You know, this physical sensation, this physical discomfort is kind of coming to a peak. And this woman, the service member, she's helping me breathe. She's encouraging me to let go, to keep going. She tells me I'm supported. She's actually repeating a lot of the things that Mother Ayahuasca had already said to me moments before which was trippy in and of itself. So she fanned me, she soothed me, she played with my hair, she held my hand, she breathed with me. She really embodied this maternal energy while helping me through this really intense pain. She was there to support me before the healer could help me work through whatever it was I was experiencing. She was there to hold space for me until that could happen, until I could get the help I needed. So to keep that labor metaphor going, (laughs) it's like she was another midwife. She was guiding and supporting me through this pain, through this intense process. And the entire time, I can just hear Mother Ayahuasca being like, I'm supporting you. I'm supporting you. I have you. You are safe. I'm helping you do what you need to do. I'm helping release the things you need to release. She's just in the back of my mind saying constantly, 
I'm supporting you. You are supported. I'm supporting you. You are supported. And for whatever reason, that was the message that I needed that day. And so this woman is is really helping me release a lot of this emotional baggage. And then another member from the ceremony service team came over and, and he is a healer also. And he started doing all this work and all this. And I just felt this flood of energy just leave. And it just, and with his help, of course, and it just felt like the weight of the world had just been lifted off my shoulder. And all of a sudden, I just felt so much lighter. I felt my heart felt, you know, I could feel it for the first time. It was just like open and vulnerable and, you know, kind of felt like it was singing a little bit. And all of a sudden, it dawned on me that here I was asking for help and I was completely open to receiving and I was allowing myself to be nurtured. I was vulnerable. And I just felt like an entirely new person. And I felt very supported. And I felt, honestly, this sounds really cheesy, but I have no better word for it. I felt reborn. I felt like I birthed my new self. And when the healer was done and I was lying on that mat, I honestly just felt like this little infant. I felt raw, exposed, ravaged by the purging, but also vulnerable, light, loved, supported, guided, and embraced by this powerful feminine energy. And that I would always be transformed moving forward. And then I also had this image of the snake. She revisited me again as the snake, shedding its skin and becoming a new version of itself. And that felt very, it kind of felt like the cherry on top of like everything that had been leading up to the ceremony and then what happened on that last day. And I just remember all of a sudden my body just felt at peace and all the physical discomfort just went away instantly. And then I just had this image of being in this white space and greeted by a maternal figure who was like, you made it. You've made it to the other side. Congratulations. You are now here to rest. You are here to rest and to integrate and to always remember how much, how much you were loved and how much you were supported. And we always want you to remember this feeling because this is how you will be able to stay motivated to keep going, remembering how great this feels. So you can aim to get back to this emotional state permanently because it is possible. So absorb it for the rest of the time that you're here and just know this feeling, remember this feeling. This is your guiding set point. And I went back to my, my own little area after that and I rested. I was exhausted, but also rejuvenated by this new inner strength that I could feel. And I felt radically changed in a way that I knew I couldn't go back from because I now knew what was possible and I couldn't unknow that. And I now knew how loved and at peace I could be. And I would keep working on myself to return to this place as often as I can. And shortly after that, the ceremony leader came around with the second cup. And remember, I'd only had one out of three so far. And he sized me up for a moment, smiled, winked at me, and then he skipped me and went to the next person. And at that point, I didn't care enough to ask. I was in my own little world. But later on, when the medicine wore off, I went up to him and asked. I was like, hey, why didn't you give me that second cup? And he said, she told me to let you rest. Your work had been done. And I smiled because that is exactly what she had said to me. And if I ever needed a sign that this presence that I felt was real, that was it. The fact that so many service members throughout that weekend 
were telling me the things that I was already hearing from her, as if she was reaching them too. So for the rest of the experience, I just got to relax, to enjoy being in this state, to experience the loving nature of ayahuasca that I'd heard so many people talk about. And I couldn't help but think, well, shit, if I could just hang out here the whole time, this would have been a great time. (laughs) But she made me work for it. I think that's why it's such a profound experience for people is because she makes you work for your healing. She makes you want it before she shows you the how, before she shows you what can be done. And I hope I'm not glorifying this because it wasn't a pretty picture. So I hope that I am accurately describing how difficult it was for me. And it was by no means a complete healing of everything I need to work on. I understand that. I understand there's going to be a lot of work for me moving forward to integrate a lot of these messages. But I also understand that she showed me a lot of, she really pulled back that first layer of the onion and allowed me to transform and transmute so many of the things that I have been working to heal and just hadn't quite gotten there. So I really felt like she propelled me into that next layer of the onion. And there's going to be more and more layers. I mean, I'm sure there's hundreds of layers to work through. I mean, we're individuals. We are constantly exposed to traumas and to negative thoughts and behaviors, etc. But I really felt like she gave me a lot of the tools to deal with the things that I've really been focused on lately. And to me, that is such a gift. And again, I'm not fooled into thinking that I'm done. (laughs) I'm not fooled into thinking that she healed everything and I'm instantly healed and we're good to go. We'll never have to go through that again. I'm hopeful I don't have to go through that again. But I also know that I still have a lot more healing to do. And this was not a one and done sort of thing. There's going to be a constant evolution that we still need to go through, that I still need to go through. So that was a huge part in my healing journey. And I also know that there are going to be other things that I'm going to continue working on. I'm going to continue with therapy, going to continue with, you know, energy work and going to continue with learning and dismantling these these limiting beliefs that we all have, because I know that all of that is so important. And I'm so thankful that I felt like she put a little gasoline in my tank (laughs) to help me get a lot further in, in my progress than I would have otherwise been. And I also understand that there's still a lot more work ahead of me. And I'm I'm grateful that I now have more of an awareness about how the healing journey can take place and how profound it can be when you can view these traumas in a slightly different way. And I am hopeful. You know, I think it'd be a good idea in about a year or so to do a a follow-up and to here I am now. Here's what I've kept in touch with. Here's what I have not. But I think it would be really important to just see how it's, it will continue to show up in my life, these experiences, these lessons. If they do, I don't know. It's too early to tell, right? I'm hopeful they do. I would like for them to because, you know, I kind of went through hell and back physically to get a lot of them. <laughs> so if I listen to this in the future, take note. But I think that's the really cool part about saying yes to a journey like this is that so much self-growth can come from it. So again, it's not a recreational thing. It is not a a fun, psychedelic, druggy experience. It's just not. It's really more of a spiritual experience. It is a sacred experience. It is something that can't really be put into words. I'm trying my best to describe a lot of these things, but 
there's so many intangible experiences and visions that are shown that are just really difficult to communicate. And because a lot of my experiences were so private and sacred, I'm not sharing all of them, but I'm sharing kind of like the big nuggets that I think might help some of you guys either have some takeaways from from my own experience. You know, maybe my personal healing will help the healing for some of you. Or maybe my experience can help you show up more for yourself. That's really what I hope these episodes do for you. In other words, let's make my suffering more mutually beneficial to everyone. (laughs) At the very least, I hope you've learned something from these episodes that you can apply to your own life. Make my process a little more worth it. (laughs) So yeah, that was my ayahuasca experience, or at least the highlights from it. If you are interested in more information, like I said, reach out on Instagram. I'm happy to share what I can and what I'm able. To recap, my third day was a beautiful mess. Overall, I said yes, and I'm thankful that I did. But it was a long weekend of healing, connection with others, intimacy, being taken care of, asking for help, saying yes to myself, realization, reevaluation, and finally, rebirth. At least that's how it felt on that third day, an energetic turnover. And overall, I hope this episode is a fair representation of the work required when you're sitting with Mother Ayahuasca. So if you've had your own experience or if you plan to have your own experience, let me know how yours compares. I would love to know if I just had like a really shitty experience or if this is pretty standard. I've tried my best not to glorify the process. I've tried to communicate how challenging it was. And I was also trying to share how powerful and how healing it was. So I hope I got the balance right between those things. The effort you put into it is the effort you will get out of it. And I feel like I went through physical hell to experience a moment of heaven, of blissful peace. So I could refer back to that as my guiding point throughout my own healing journey moving forward. And if you are someone that has a journey planned for yourself, make sure that you find ways to connect with your ceremony members afterward so you have that system of support to help you in the weeks to follow. So I hope that you guys, if nothing else, have been entertained by this journey of mine. (laughs) Thanks for joining this vulnerable discussion, for me anyway, and I hope that you have some takeaways that you'll be able to apply toward your own life. Have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch y'all in the next episode. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. If you want to check out the show notes, head over to www.themodernmanifestation.com forward slash blog. If you're loving this podcast, please drop me a review, share this episode with a loved one, and follow me on Instagram at Modern Manifestation. I love y'all so much and thanks for listening.